This is Kent Clothier. If you are looking to improve your life, improve your business, and just get it all together, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Time Is Now podcast. Got the one and only Mr. John Asraf. What is happening, my friend? Hey, Kent. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you, man? I'm doing great. I'm, uh, I'm just trying to follow you here on, uh, on Facebook as well, baby. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm excited to have you here, man. It is, my, it is my honor to have you here. I know we've uh, we kind of run in the same circles for a long time, and we actually kind of finally got the opportunity to connect last year, and then we've kind of connected more, more so in the last year than we ever have. And I'm, I'm really, really excited to have you here. It's, it's uh, Like I said, I've, I've followed a lot of your stuff for a long time. I know you've literally helped millions and millions of people. And uh, I'm, I'm excited that my tribe gets the opportunity to spend some time with you and kind of see what, see what, um, you know, see what all the fuss is about because you have clearly become one of the leading experts on neuroscience, you know, out there today, you know, certainly a thought leader, not only on that side of it, but certainly from a business standpoint, I know you started uh, five different multi-million dollar businesses. You've got multiple bestsellers, been featured in many, many movies, and you've got a very successful, um, uh, neuro gym right now. And so I, I just, I, again, I'm really, really excited to have you here, brother. Thanks. You know, it's uh, it's really interesting. Like in today's day and age, what's happening like right now, there's nothing. And I mean, nothing more important than managing what's happening, you know, in between your two ears. No doubt. And um, there's so much uh, unpredictability, so much uncertainty and for our brain, that spells freaking danger. The bells are ringing off in people's heads right now, which is, you know, millions of years of evolution for one thing and one thing only, survival. I was just getting ready to say. Survival, survival number one. And when we are threatened with life, then the freaking amygdala in the brain, the part of the brain that's the, you know, the fire chief ringing the bell, okay, goes off the handle. And right under there is, you know, what about financial pain and suffering? Bell goes off again. So between our physical challenges, our financial challenges, people's brains are going on overdrive and producing stress chemicals and hormones that uh, we'll get to talk about this moment that actually activate the Frankenstein part of the brain instead of the Einstein part of the brain, which is what I always (laughs) have up here, you know, my office. We have, everybody has, you know, these two different parts of the brain that we'll talk about in just a little bit. Yeah, no, let's take one step back because, you know, not everybody, clearly my group is going to be more real estate centric, right? Because that's just audience that, that I work with. So let's take a step back. Give everybody like a two minute, you know, maybe two to five minute kind of introduction. Man, you've got a huge, vast, uh, influential sphere here because you've just done so much in your life. And I'd love everybody to kind of get to know you just for a minute here before we do some deep dives. So I'll give everybody just um, a quick overview. My, my background happens to be real estate. So, you know, when I uh, left high school at grade 11, um, there wasn't a lot for me to do is either get into, you know, commission only sales and insurance or real estate. And I got into real estate when I was 19 in um, Toronto, Canada and worked in real estate for um, six years. And then at uh, 25, I bought the franchising rights for Remax Real Estate when it was still pretty early for Indiana. Then I moved from Toronto to Indiana. And over 10 years, I opened up 85 offices and uh, had 1,200 salespeople. And took that um, over a 10-year period of time to a $4.5 billion a year uh, operation. 
And then I hired somebody to run it for me. And then I went off and did other business ventures. But I've been always fascinated with, you know, uh, beliefs and habits and perspectives. And why is it that knowledge doesn't translate to performance? And in some cases, you know, knowledge will actually hinder somebody's ability to grow. So I've been fascinated with, you know, what are the factors that help people achieve success and others, despite having the knowledge, maybe even the skill, don't. So I got deep into, you know, the, the brain and understanding what's going on in there. And so I built that, Remax, I built uh, Bamboo.com. So all of you real estate agents who've ever seen a virtual tour on the internet where you move your mouse left, right, up or down, that was my, one of my company's technologies and we took that public on NASDAQ uh, back in 98. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and so that was, uh, we brought that to the world. And then I've done a few other things. Then I started writing about, you know, having it all, which was my first New York Times bestselling book. I was in the movie, The Secret and Quest for Success with Richard Branson and Dalai Lama and a few other movies. And I just like to, to research, write, teach and help people achieve their goals and dreams. But everything that I do now is based on neuroscience and neuropsychology, just because we, we can finally understand uh, what's really happening in our brains that cause us to either be motivated and creative uh, or be stuck and not take action. So I've really devoted my, my life and my company to understanding the real neuromechanics of performance and behavior. Which I think is, which is fascinating to me because, you know, there's a lot of guys I mean, and I can be, certainly be guilty of this. There's a lot of people that can get, um, can inspire people and can motivate people and can give people training and knowledge, right? And, and we just pour ourselves out there. Yeah. But the reality of it is, to your point, there's a lot of people that regardless of how much of, uh, of that kind of information is coming at them or even inspiration is coming at them, uh, something's not going, I mean, the, the brain's not trained to receive it, the train or whatever, whatever it is. And so I, I would love to really kind of talk about uh, I would love to get into that today. I really, and then I also clearly want to get into, you know, how people can calm down right now and, you know, uh, really give themselves the best opportunity to, to move forward. So let's start at the beginning. So, so when, we, when we try to understand a little bit about what's happening in our external world that's triggering the reactive state of stress, and in some cases, panic, uh, first and foremost, it's totally normal. Uh, if you think about firefighters for just a moment, like how many firefighters do you think uh, don't have fear, you know, going into a burning building? Well, of course they do. They'd be crazy not to. How many Navy SEALs that are being attacked underwater by three other frog men or women, you know, don't get their fear center activated because their life is on the line or an astronaut who's, you know, out on the space station, you know, is doing something outside of the space station. All of a sudden they can't see because a fluid on the inside of their lens goes to their eyes and they can't see. Um, that is going to be a normal reaction. However, most people have never been taught how to respond to the threat versus react to the threat. And so when we have the media just blowing things out of proportion uh, and one station says X and another one says Y and another station says X and Y, another one is giving us misinformation, now our confused brain activates the stress response, which is what? Fight, flight, or freeze. 
Mm-hmm. So that is a normal response or reaction of the brain. And that's two and a half million years in development without thought for survival first. And second, right above survival or right below survival is avoidance of pain. So when we think about how does the brain process what is pain, it says, okay, is this physically going to hurt me? Well, with coronavirus right now, the freaking answer is maybe. Yeah. So that opens up an uncertainty and unpredictability loop in the brain. The next is, well, could this possibly, and by the way, we're talking about physical pain. For me, my wife, my kids, my mother, my father, my friends, my employees. So they all get categorized under relationships. Could one of our relationships, you know, get hurt physically and die? Yes. Two, financially. Um, How does this affect my retirement, my investments, my real estate, my employees, my business, what's in my bank account, how much money I have? Is there real danger there? Yes. Boom. Opens up another fear loop, stress loop, et cetera. Um, So we can go down the list. Is there mental pain possible? Yes. Is there emotional pain possible? Yes. So we have now mental, emotional, physical, and financial pains that are possible and discomforts that are possible. So that part of our brain called the amygdala is going to be releasing that stress, the stress hormones, either cortisol, epinephrine, or norepinephrine. And when most people feel the effect of those neurochemicals in their bloodstream, they will always behave at the highest level of training they've had around those same threats. Let me repeat, they will always behave automatically, subconsciously, at the highest level of training they've had for those threats. So before you and I got on and, you know, uh, opened this up to everyone, you and I are like high-fiving on what unbelievable opportunity we have here right now. Right. right? We're freaking excited because we've seen this threat before. But because, you know, we have gone through this, we've weathered the storms, we have the strategies, the tactics, the timelines, the tools, the resources, the connections, we're like high-fiving at what is about to present itself to us. So when we are in this state of threat, one of the most important parts to understand is that's what I call is the Frankenstein's brain has been activated. And Frankenstein's brain is actually doing his job. And it's actually called the right prefrontal cortex, which is not important, but the right prefrontal cortex is tied directly to our memory bank and to our implicit skill sets. So that means that if we've seen or heard or read about or talked with friends about recessions around, you know, threats to us, whether it's World War I or II with our parents or grandparents, anything that's in our memory bank that reaffirms the threat, the danger, gets activated, and Frankenstein goes freaking rampant. What if it happens to you? What if you lose your money? What if you die? What if your kids die? What if your wife dies, your husband dies, your mother, your father, your grandpa, whatever it is, it starts playing this loop in our brain as a protective mechanism. Now, what if I shared with you that imagine you're driving down the street in your car, all right, and a light pops up on your dash. Do you take a hammer and hit out the light? Well, of course you don't. That's like, what? What, Why the hell would I do that? Well, what if you just said all of that self-talk, all of these emotions, 
all of the you know, inner critic that's happening right now of how you might get, uh, get hurt. You know, what if negative frame happens? What if I just said to you, that's just a signal that is one of your most highly developed parts of your brain to sur- keep you alive and survive. What if I said to you, just treat that as a signal. Now, what if I also shared with you that as soon as the signal pops up, you don't have to react to it. What if you could deactivate that sympathetic nervous system that's got your heart beating faster and your ideas running rampant? And what if you could deactivate that and activate the Einstein genius part of your brain? So we have these systems in our brain, circuits in our brain that are activated automatically based on real or imagined threat. If we buy into it, then we perpetuate all the potential negative consequences instead of saying, hmm, let's get calm first so I can reactivate Einstein so I can respond. So instead of reacting automatically, I want to respond calmly. Those are two different circuits in the brain. I love that. Right? Mm-hmm. And what most people that are either, you know, they just don't know how to do it, um, they just react automatically, but then they reactivate that fear stress response circuit over and over and over again. And then their brain becomes hyper aware of everything that matches the threat that they're perceiving. So they cannot be focusing on the opportunity that's right there as well when they're focusing on the threat that's right there. And if you're watching TV and radio and you're filling your brain with all of the what if negative versus what if positive, then guess what you're doing? You are creating what I call a self-fulfilling doom loop that is going to show you everything that's in line with your perceptions, your beliefs, and maybe even your paradigm around the threat. Because you're quite literally looking for it. Yeah, I mean, uh, your, your brain deletes or distorts anything that doesn't match your internal map of reality. Right. So even though the opportunity may be right there, it'll delete or distort it because you are not conditioned or trained to be able to see that. And that's why, you know, you, me, some of our friends that we have in common, they're like, they're, they're having parties of opportunity right now. I go, oh my God. Right. Right. So that's the mechanics of what's happening with people right now. And the average person just hasn't had a lot of training around emotional management and fear and panic and anxiety and stress is an unconscious or subconscious trigger. So it's without thought. So, so if I'm hearing you right, one of the, I should say easiest, but a, a straightforward way to, I love the analogy of the, the, uh, light on the dash i mean because that that's a, that's really really good analogy because none of, us, signal. none of none of us would do that right but to think of it as a signal and nothing more nothing less correct so slow down yeah. long enough take in more information uh and figure out what the best response is instead of letting that sit there and, and clearly that's going to take practice for a lot of people right and it's based on what i call three p's right so perspective first perspective is let me see the whole landscape. Let me analyze the potential danger and also let me analyze the potential opportunity. So let me see a bigger perspective. P2 is poise, right? 
Calm, poise, stay calm, stay focused, observe first. Awareness is what gives us choice. Choice is what gives us the freedom. So perspective, poise, and then we have process, right? So the three Ps are around you now having control. So I'll give you an example. Let's say we're sitting in a um, restaurant together, we're having a drink or some food, and somebody comes in with a gun, all right, and says, Hands up everywhere, there's a stick up. And let's say you and I go, holy shit, what the F, right? If we have a cop next to us who's done this a hundred times in practice, they will have a different process for what they do versus what we do. So my question that I want to ask everybody that's watching right now or listening is, what's your process? Like, what is your process to manage this threat? What's your process to look for the opportunity? What is your process? Okay, to stay calm, to stay focused, to create your plan so that you are executing something that's going to help you master the opportunities versus be a victim of the process or the the circumstances right now. So both of them have a process. You may be unconsciously competent at fear and panic, but you can also become unconsciously competent okay, at process that follows opportunity. And that's why, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm I know. That's why when we're, when we're, when we're, we're, we're giddy. Candy store right now. I've been waiting for this for 11 years. Right. 11 years. <laughs> right. That's why we're both like giddy, like, oh my God. And not, not from a, listen, we all, we both re- certainly realize the gravity of what's going on, right? Absolutely. And, and there is a lot, there are a lot of people that are, that are, uh, you know, certainly suffering. And I don't want to make, make light of that. In any no, way. no, no, no. But I, I we are in a place where we are, we are definitely, we understand that with every circumstance, uh, whether it's something this, this, you know, catastrophic or not, there is always an opportunity. Absolutely. Well, I, I want to put this in the right frame, right? So we're talking about, you know, you know, your, your tribe and real estate and what's yeah. going on right now. Let me come back to there is a threat to all of our physical being. Okay, what's your perspective? Are you being, you know, uh, calm? And do you have a process like I have been at home for two weeks, okay, protecting myself, my wife, and my mother in law, right? Right. So I have a process. Right. We've we've been buying food for two weeks at a time. We're not letting anybody in or out of our homes. I'm doing training for people on what to do for your physical well-being. Right. So how do you build up your immune system? How do you stay safe? Now, I tell people the problem for the most part, for most of us, is not the coronavirus um, um, itself. It's if you get it now and you have to be treated in a healthcare system that cannot handle the volume, right. that's the bigger problem. Right. So what are you doing for yourself physically? And I am you know, as, as serious as a heart attack about this coronavirus and I've been teaching about it and speaking about it and trying to help people get perspective, poise, process. Then what are you doing emotionally? Okay, how are you managing your emotions in these times of, I've never seen this. You've right. never seen this. Nobody is alive. The only time we could probably say that may have come close to this fear is the wars. Right. Right? SARS didn't do it. Ebola didn't do it. The 9-11 didn't do it. Uh, none of those times. did. This is like a combination of two or three different things. But what are you doing to manage your emotions? 
Two, what are you doing to manage your mindset? You know, are you able to manage what you are focusing on, how you can and why you must? Like, what are you doing for that? And then obviously, uh, if we want to take the financial side of it, like all of my business clients, you know, we've already been doing it for two weeks now. Okay, what are you doing right now to cut all of your non-critical uh, expenses? If you've got non-critical expenses, freaking get rid of them right now because cash will be your friend right now. Right. So what are you doing for your employees to protect them? What do you, so we've gone through, like I said, perspective, poise, and process across mental, physical, emotional, financial. So we have a way of saying, okay, here's my game plan. Most people do not have a game plan. And so in the absence of a game plan, we have unpredictability, right? And we have uncertainty to a brain that wants predictability and certainty. And there's, there kicks in the stress, there kicks in the panic, there kicks in Bingo. All. So stress isn't your problem, anxiety isn't your problem, panicking is not your problem. It's what's triggering the stress and panic and fear response in your brain that's the problem. Slow down, get your plan, get perspective, understand the steps that you need to be taking right now, control what you're, what you're watching, control the, the information you're taking in and control the way you are or don't react, control the way you're responding to it in a methodical way. Manage control, right? And use your brain. You, you have the most powerful biocomputer in the known universe. You can't rebuild it for $100 billion right now, which means that the missing link is our ability to manage our brains better. And since we are not our brains and we have a brain, then we need to step back, okay, and say, okay, how do I stay calm, okay, in the storm? Um, I was doing a, um, a TV interview the other day, and uh, I asked the, um, the anchor woman, I said, do you know the, the movie or the TV show, The Deadliest Catch, where you've got, you know, these captains of these ships in the Bering Straits, they're fishing for crab and they're fishing for Alaskan, you know, um, uh, crab and all that stuff. Uh, well, they have these 150-foot vessels, and they have, you know, 100-foot waves in some cases. They've got right. uh, currents that can rip boats apart and, and gale-force winds. Do you think they lose their cool in the biggest of storms? They freaking all die. Right. Right? And so this time right now is critical for everybody to calm down and use their brain better to help them navigate through the best ways to be mentally, emotionally, physically, financially in better shape. In listen, um, you're probably gonna you know agree with this. In six to eighteen months, some people are gonna be five years behind where they are right now, and some people will be five years ahead. A hundred percent. Right? So guess what? If that same opportunity exists for everybody, wouldn't it make sense that you focus some of your attention on protection, but a lot of your attention units on how am I going to be five years ahead of where I am right now? You and I cannot focus on both of those things at the same time. We can focus on them separately. But when I say, okay, let me come up with my, what is my risk management strategy for health, wealth, relationships, career, business, whatever it is. Great, get that done. Then what is my proactive strategy right now, okay, for me to be five years ahead 
in the next six to 18 months? Like, what do I need to get rid of? What do I need to start? Uh, what are the strategies, the tactics, the partnerships, the tools, the resources that I need right now, whether it's preparation now, okay, listen, in the world of personal development, but also in the world of business, there's a, there's a season to sow and there's a season to reap and you cannot do both in the same season. That's great. Yeah, 100%. So guess what? Right now, there are some people that are watching that they are going to have, they have money right now waiting to be deployed. They're like, boom, wait for the opportunity, act. I'm talking to them. You're talking to them. They absolutely exist, right? That, that's just a fact. That's I've a been fact. on the phone with all of my friends who are looking at how do we take advantage of this right now. Right. 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 And they're waiting. I was just talking. Listen, uh, one of my very good friends and business partners is Walter Schneider from Remax uh, um, Atlantic Canada. He owns Remax for all of Europe, all of Eastern Canada, all of New England, uh, Indiana, Wisconsin, Minnesota, uh, 50 billion a year in real estate sales. Wow. I think he's pretty got his finger on the pulse. You know what he and I were talking about in the morning yesterday? Mm-hmm. Where should we be investing next? Right. Which is the marketplace, you know, that, that, that's going to that's gonna be the best, you know, to invest in. And so all of the people that have cash right now, they're focusing on what are we doing next? For those of you that don't have cash right now, like you should be looking at how do I create a, a general partnership? How do I raise money to take advantage of the damn opportunities and take a piece of the deal? So right. you should be focusing on what you can do with what you've got. And guess when the best time to prepare is? Right now. Amen, it's baby. not, you know, um, Kent, you and I both live in, in San Diego. Uh, one of my good friends, John Childers, a few years ago, um, uh, was he and I were talking. He said, hey, John, you know, I like to use surfing as an analogy. I said, analogy for what? He says, for achieving success. He said, let's say you want to surf, right? And you haven't surfed before. He said, well, you get yourself a board or you rent a board. You learn how to paddle out. He says, the first thing you've got to do is you've got to face the damn beach. Dude, this, I, can't believe, I can't believe you're doing this. Thing. I use this analogy all the time. This is great. Keep going. So, so it's like you got to face the beach. He says, and then, you know, you need to know how to read the waves a little bit. So you have to have perspective and you have to have a little bit of experience. So you're either taught or you learn by doing it enough times. He says, but then, you know, when the wave is coming, you cannot start paddling when the wave is beneath you. You have to paddle, right, before the wave is there. That's right. It's such a great analogy. I mean, I, I, I say, you know, when I learned to surf when I got here, I, it, it's so funny because people that don't surf don't know, right? Right. You get out in the water and, you know, the way that wave looks from the cliff or from the beach, it's very different when you're on the water, right? right. You get out there and you have to triangulate, right? You have to figure out, all right, this is where the wave's coming and I got to make sure that I'm in the right spot. I'm getting, and this is, all, I mean, it's a very, very similar situation. You have got to triangulate right now in an effort to, you know, who are the money partners? Who are going to be the buyers? How can I bring value? What are they going to be? The, I mean, get yourself perfectly positioned to where that wave will pick you up and take you in. Right. Otherwise, you're just, you're just going to be sitting out there waiting and it's going to come over underneath you over and over and over again. And, and listen, as we know with surfing, there are those who learn to ride the wave and there are those who get killed by them. But, oh, <laughs> very good. Sorry, but... But listen, nature doesn't think twice about inflicting capital punishment. And nature's veracity um, is pretty brutal. So, so for those of you who maybe don't have the knowledge or the skills or don't know how to triangulate right now, 
I always say like, when would now be a good time to level up your knowledge and skills instead of, you know, what's the latest Netflix video that, um, you know, that uh, series that people are watching right now. I've got most of my students, turn off your freaking TV, turn off your Netflix, turn off your stars and upgrade your knowledge and skills right now. You wanna make more money, okay? The time to sharpen the saw is now. The time to implement is coming. Well, when will you ever have an opportunity like this? I mean, think about that. This is stuff that, that you, I know you've preached for years and I preach yeah. for years, but literally you got, you got to sit at home anyway. I mean, what else are you going, I mean, you have a choice. That's right. Most people aren't going to work. Most people have a little extra time on their hands. I learned when I was 19 years old, one of my first and best lessons ever, Kent, was the value of an hour a day. If you invest one hour a day in your education, at the end of a year, that's nine 40-hour weeks. Wow. Nine 40-hour weeks. Think about All right, it. so let's say, okay, that you, you started investing one hour a day, just an hour a day right now, leveling up your knowledge and skills. You're gonna have the equivalent of two months under your belt of knowledge and skills, and guess what? This little coronavirus thing ain't going away for the next two or three months. So why not take the time to feed your mind, the soil, the seeds right now, level up your knowledge, your skills, your awareness, your perspective, create the partnerships, you know, that you're looking to create, uh, do all the groundwork right now. And so it's like, like I said, um, I've been teaching the business owners that I consult and coach how to, how to take advantage, not of people help people take advantage of the situation for yourself to upgrade your knowledge and skills, your family, your kids, your whatever it is you can there. But also if we take a look at the financial side of our lives, right? There are gonna be some, I mean, unprecedented opportunities. And that means that you're gonna be able to step in and participate in that. You know, whether it's somebody who can't keep their real estate. They're going to need somebody to help them, you know, move away, move, move on. Uh, right. Whether it's somebody that um, uh, wants to put their money to work, but they want you to do the legwork, partner with them because there's a lot of people sitting with cash right now and they may not want to do the work or they may not know what vehicle to put it 100%. in. I mean, what most people don't even realize, John, and, and you and I have never talked about this, but most people don't realize that, that, you know, over 30% of real estate transactions right now are being done with all cash still today. And it's only going to go up now, right? I mean, that's just statistically over the last few years. So think about a third of the market is this cash rich investor that would love nothing more than somebody to bring them deals on a silver platter over and over. I mean, it's a, so now take that opportunity and put it into this environment. And it's like, now you know why we're, we're sitting crazy about how exciting this is. Yeah. So I want to just um, um, talk about, you know, the ability to focus, right? Um, so two things, discipline and focus. Number one, focus. Um, when we're focusing on the problem, then we can't be focusing on the potential opportunities and solutions. So I'm okay with investing a bit of time to analyze, be aware of, assess the problem or the challenge in the marketplace right now. I'm good with that. Every smart person does that. However, what I'm more in favor of is what's the solution and what's the opportunity. So whatever it is that you focus on, that is what you train your brain 
okay, to find in the marketplace. So if you are consistently focusing on the problem, the problem, the problem, you know, what's wrong, what the problem is, how dangerous it is, et cetera, et cetera, then you're going to get an overactive Frankenstein brain who just keeps finding for you, okay, things in the marketplace that resemble, look like, feel like, and are a threat. And the reason for that is our brains, in addition to survival and avoidance of pain, the very next hierarchy of how the brain works, conservation of energy. So if you're constantly focusing on the negative, the negative, the negative, and the problem, your brain says, oh, since you're spending so much time and attention on all of that, let me just make that automatic and I'll just bring you all that information first and I'll delete all the other stuff. Wow. Right? So when you understand how dangerous it is to consistently focus on the news and the negative and the threat, your brain's going to automate you seeing and hearing and feeling and behaving in ways that are in a, a perfect match to that versus saying, okay, I'm going to watch the news at, let's say, X a.m. in the morning. I'm going to read all the stuff at X a.m. in the morning, maybe once more at night. The rest of the time, I'm focusing on how I can achieve what I want to achieve. And I'm going to shut off all of the channels that are trying to penetrate my brain with sensationalism and negativity. Listen, like you, you could go nuts right now watching okay. that counter of how many people are getting coronavirus, how many people are dying, this doctor, that doctor, which I feel horrific about. But I'm okay with listening to that or watching that morning and night. That's it. Right. I don't want to see it throughout the day. I want to be focusing on what's my game plan? What am I executing with my team? Okay. To either prepare now so I can execute in the future or to execute right now. I love that, dude. You give it's me a so nine to one ratio. I love that. Just okay? time blocking it out. Yeah. And so that means, okay, so my second point is discipline, right? So a lot of people's lives okay, have just been freaking upended. So if you had an office that you went to, now you're at home. Now you may have a significant other, family member, children, or whatever there. Or if you don't and you're home alone, now your whole routine has changed. And for a brain that loves routine, everything starts to shift. So now it creates a state of stress and chaos. So the quicker you can get back to a routine that's constructive and positive, the better you will be, which then leads me to, 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 to what I want to talk about discipline. And that is this, every single person, contrary to your belief, has 100% discipline. So I hear a lot of people saying, I don't have discipline. I go, oh, yes, you do. You're 100% disciplined to your thoughts, emotions, feelings, sensations, behaviors, and results that you have been disciplined to for the last year or two or five or 10. So the question is, which discipline do you need to put into your schedule that you can reinforce over the next 30, 60, 90 days that will empower you and cause you to be further ahead than further behind? And so you're 100% disciplined. Your brain operates based on disciplines. And so the key is not that I don't have discipline. Oh, yes, you do. You are 100% disciplined. The question is to what? Is it constructive or destructive? Is it empowering you or disempowering you? Is it positive or negative? That's a great point. I've never actually heard it put that way, but it's 100% true. 100% disciplined. You're just disciplined to the wrong things. 
or disempowering things. Yeah, it could be the wrong things, disempowering things, positive things. Yeah, well, things so that, the, yeah, that are not necessarily serving you and what, on, on, on what you're trying to get done. Yeah, that's exactly right. And 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 right now is when the more positive disciplines, constructive ones that are moving you towards your vision and your goals, the more you're going to be in flow, right? As opposed to in resistance. And so what I've been working on with all of my clients is how do I get you into this new flow that empower you? Your, your brain's already disrupted. There's already a change happening. So let's create constructive empowering disciplines so that 90 days from now you're a freaking machine i love that i love that man Talk and that's, that's, just just so we're also clear and again can what i'm trying can what i'm trying to do is give your your viewers as much value as possible oh my god dude, you're, really you're going killing to it. this is amazing here's something that i want every one of you to understand reading a book watching this you know this video watching a you know a training uh, in somebody's membership area that, you know, I know Kent has, we have one time is worth shit other than awareness. It takes 66 days to 365 days to create the pattern that goes from awareness to a habitual pattern of perspective and behavior. So if you're going to change anything, all of my students have to commit to 100 days of change or don't even start. Why? Because we learn at the conscious level, but we behave based on subconscious patterns over time. So if you're going to commit to something, you're going to commit to becoming a really good real estate investor. If you're going to commit to whatever, give yourself 100 days of dedicated effort, dedicated focus. And guess what there's going to be? There's going to be times where it's like, oh my God, this is hard. Yes, there's going to be time of resistance. That means your brain is changing. Keep going. It's a green light, not a stoplight. So what you have to understand is if you can get past that 100-day hurdle, that would be the equivalent of being 100 pounds out of shape, okay, and making it to 100 days of a little bit of exercise every day. I call that learning stuff, the new techniques, the inner size, okay, for your brain. And it takes 66 days, but we go with 100. Give me 100 days for change to happen where you have this new norm, this new discipline. And guess what? Um, your life can change. Have you seen this? It's funny. You just reminded me of a book or a, a video on YouTube. Have you seen that the video on YouTube called uh, The Backwards Bike? Have you ever seen this video? Uh -huh. Yeah, I've shown it a million times. That is exactly what you just reminded me of right yeah. there. That exactly. Is yeah. So if you think about when we, you know, when, uh, when you go to the gym, right, let's say you're out of shape and you take five pound weights and you do your, your, you know, your curls, right? Um, maybe tomorrow you're going to be sore from doing five pounds. But if you do that every day for a week, those five pounds are going to strengthen your muscles. And then you're going to go to seven pounds, then 10 pounds and 15 pounds. Well, whenever you repeat something neurologically, emotionally, et cetera, you're actually creating neural networks. And the neural networks right now for your automated thoughts and emotions and behaviors are the strong neural networks. So they operate automatically without thought, right? Because they fired so many times. But those are happening because you did it consciously initially and through repetition, and emotion and experience, they wire at the subconscious level. And that's where it goes from conscious effort to automatic thoughts and behaviors. So if you right. interrupt those existing patterns with a new pattern, if you do it one time or 15 times or 20 times, you start to develop that new pattern, 
but you're still fighting the old. That's what the resistance is. But because your brain's looking to conserve energy, if you do it 30 times, 60 times, 90 times, it says, holy mackerel, you're putting a lot of energy into this. Let me just automate the process for you. So you always think this way. You always feel this way. You always behave this way. Now you are deliberately and consciously evolving yourself. And that's the whole work that I've done for the last 20 years is understanding what are the mechanics to do that faster and easier than ever before. That is absolutely fascinating. I mean, I love, I, I could do this all day. This is, yeah, this, is my, this is, as you can tell, this is my passion. Listen, you, I'll share a story with you that's real estate related. Um, back in 1992, and I, I don't even have the, the picture over here, but 1992, uh, when I was building Remax of Indiana, that I, or 1990, excuse me, I was building Remax of Indiana, and we built it from 1987 to 1990. 1986 to 1990, I built Remax of Indiana to a billion dollar a year in sales. That means that our real estate was selling a billion dollars in sales back then. And I knew that there's, there's gotta be more, there's more potential here, but my agents were stuck. I knew which agents would make, let's say 50,000 a year, which would make a hundred thousand, which would make 150,000. Cause they were just the same results year after year. I go, what is going on? And I remembered some of the brain training that I did when I was younger uh, around visualization and meditation and mindfulness and affirmations and reading my, my goals every day. I said, I'm going to do a little test. Uh, I'm going to take 100 of my, I'm sorry, I'm going to take 75 of my agents and I'm going to do a six month test where we start to help them retrain their brains. No more closing techniques, no more knowledge or skills about real estate. They had all of that. So we took these 75 agents and over a six month period of time, they increased sales above the year before by $100 million. $100 million extra in sales, top line sales. And that means that they made, you know, 6% of that as commissions. Right. So I said, holy shit, we just started to retrain their brains to have these expectations. We changed their money story. We changed their expectations. And we really helped them rewire their brain. Now, that's not where the story ends. I then went to all of my real estate agents. I said, listen, for anybody who is willing to retrain their brains to, uh, to see themselves and feel and believe and develop the disciplines to earn more money, uh, I'm going to do some training. And over the course of the next 18 months, I trained as many agents that wanted to. And my company went from $1 billion to $4.5 billion a year in sales over the next two years. Oh my God. Zero sales training, zero marketing, zero management. All we did was we focused on the internal financial set point that they had in their money story and their beliefs. And what we discovered back then, there's only one of four things that holds people back. And so number one is some people just don't have the knowledge or the skill. So from a neuroscience perspective, if somebody doesn't have the knowledge or skill of what to do, when to do it, how to do it, why to do it, it actually activates the self-doubt and stress and fear circuit in their brain, which deactivates the motivational center so they don't take action, even though the potential's there. So right. knowledge and skills does affect your motivation. Two, fear. Fear of failure, fear of being embarrassed, ashamed, ridiculed, judged, fear of disappointment activates the, the stress center in the brain, which deactivates motivation. Three, 
limiting beliefs. I'm too young, too old, too Asian, too new, too Caucasian. My town is too small. I don't have money. Limiting beliefs deactivate motivation. And then four, self-image and self-esteem. So if the vision and the goal that they had didn't match up with their hidden self-image of where they thought they should be or what they believed they deserved, they wouldn't take action. So we started to solve for those four things and incomes went through the roof. We went from an average of 38,000, I'm sorry, 28,000 average income back in 1987 to 128,000 in income by 1992. Holy cow. That's how powerful that is in your brain. We have financial set points. We have all these circuits that turn on or off. And most people are not aware of their own brain. We have the most powerful tool in the known universe with zero user's manual. It's, you know, it's, and it's, it's crazy because as I'm listening to you explain this, I mean, when you really kind of break it down without understanding, without training, without taking it seriously, your brain is quite literally working against you. It's, it's working at the highest level of training you've received mentally, emotionally, physically, et cetera. Absolutely. And, and we, are, we already know we can't duplicate our brain. We, we don't have a computer that is as smart as our brain is. And we own one. <laughs> we, everyone, and it works, we all got it. And it works the same for everybody. And it's like you were walking around stumbling in the dark, you know, while other people are figuring out how to colonize fucking Mars. No shit. Ain't that the truth? Right. We're trying to figure out how do I make an extra million bucks? Isn't that the truth? All no. the how to already exists. Unbelievable. That's the dude. thing that we've got to remember. All the how-to already exists. You just have to address the things that are kind of the, the thoughts and the and the, the What's blocking the you? Yeah, What's blocking you? Right? It's going to be knowledge or skills, fears, limiting beliefs, self-esteem. That's it. 99% of your problem is one of those four things or a combination of those. All right, you know what? That's a great thing. John, how do, people, uh, how do people connect with you? How do they find you? How do they become, a, you know, I, I, there's no doubt there's people that are going to want to learn more about you, kind of find out how they can get involved with you. Where, where, where should we send everybody? Uh, thank you. Well, since we're on Facebook, I'm on, um, I have a Facebook fan page and I do a bunch of trainings. Um, I'm doing one with my wife later tonight, just on, just talking. Um, but I do uh, some stuff on my Facebook fan page. I'm on Instagram like you are as well at, at John Asraf. Um, my company is called myneurogym.com, so M-Y-N-E-U-R-O-G-Y-M.com, and uh, we have a whole bunch of brain training programs. I've got books and all that kind of stuff, but that's, that, those are the best ways. Facebook, Instagram. Or myneurogym.com. Myneurogym.com. And I'll make sure I put all of that in the comments here. This has been uh, amazing, my friend. And I, you, my friend. I, again, I can't uh, thank you enough for spending time here with our tribe. My joy. Um, your knowledge is, is unbelievable, dude. Really, thanks, thanks for taking the time. I want to leave something with all of you uh, to just put a cherry on the top of this. Um, last year, I was over in the Galapagos, all right? Oh, was I? Oh, so we were, we were on a- Not cafe. together. <laughs> um, and so you may have seen this hat that I'm keeping on my desk right now. Um, and this is a pretty um, 
a perfect time for what we are going through right mm -hmm. now. It's evolve or become extinct. Okay. Yeah. Now, this is the first time in our history that I'm aware of that we are being forced to change like freaking that. And if you don't evolve and adapt right now, I'm teaching all of my students to become masterful adaptationists. So adaptation right now is the deliberate evolution of yourself. So the marketplace is presenting some massive challenges for you. And when you make a decision, I'm going to be an adaptationist, that means you're not going to suffer, right? An adaptationist just goes with it. So just an adaptationist uses the flow of what's happening and dances with it versus fighting it. So if you just make a commitment, I'm going to be a killer, amazing adaptationist right now. So whatever comes my way, I'm going to adapt to it, shift flow like I'm doing a dance with it. You will evolve faster than anybody who's pushing and resisting and acting out of panic and fear. That's amazing advice. I mean, we've been telling people that, you know, this, now's the time to do the pivots, but I even love it better than that. Adaptationist. I mean, that's, and, and I love the reframe that you just used in that if that's if you're signing up for that then as things are thrown at you it just feels a lot more natural right your brain's like hey we signed up for this that's exactly you know if you resist it you set up the stress and the fear centers of your brain to fight right so if you're in a state of allowing and surrendering now surrendering doesn't mean give up surrendering is this just is what is i'm gonna allow this and i'm gonna move the wind to adjust the sales right now, greatest gift you can give yourself right now is flip right now. You can make a decision right now saying, that's what I'm going to do. You don't need to think about it. It's yes, I will, no, I won't. And if you say no, I won't, the question is why? What, what, why do you want to stay stuck to suffering right now, right? And I'm not saying don't take what's happening seriously. Please, please, please do, but adjust right now, okay? Um, what was it? Uh, I can't remember Bruce Lee's, uh, you know, famous quote, you know, around about being able to be flexible uh, like bamboo. Right now, be, ba be, be sturdy and stiff like bamboo. I love it, man. Thank you so much for this, John. Welcome, my friend. Guys, John uh, Love, uh, hit him up in the comments over here. Say thank you. Everything, you know, again, thank I'll you, put all, all the stuff. Thank you, brother. Take thank care. You, brother. Hey, thanks again for tuning in to today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't gotten signed up yet with one of our award-winning products, I would invite you to go to reww.com. Check it out. Whether you're looking for advice on entrepreneurship, you're just looking for access to our Real Estate Investing Academy, whether you want to attend one of our upcoming live events, everything you need is right there. Plenty of videos, plenty of free training, plenty of access to software and tools that will help you to become a really successful real estate investor. Again, everything is right on the site at reww.com. You can also check us out at kentclothier.com.